We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Sometimes it's good to talk about it. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit superbook.com. Woman. <laughs> good morning, good morning. I'm on the other side. Keith McPherson on the fan. Hopefully you enjoyed your Friday. It is now Saturday. See you at the stadium around 1 o'clock. Can we give some respect to Aaron Hicks? We got to put respect on his name. It's, it's just due. The guy was struggling. The guy came out and said something along the lines of, It's hard when you're not playing every day. I went and looked at his numbers. I saw that he played 120 games this year. I'm like, you were playing every day. But what do you want the guy to say? He's not going to come out and say, I've been terrible. Runners on, two outs, two on. I always get up and ground out or strike out. He's not going to come up and say that. He made the most of his opportunity tonight. You love to see it. I was afraid. I was afraid of what would happen in that environment. As much as they boo balls that come across the plate for Aaron Judge or don't come across the plate. I'm like, if this guy strikes out or has a mistake in the field, it's going to be boo. I'm I'm traumatized, man. Fans actually chanted, we want Gallo in Yankee Stadium on Derek Jeter night. It scarred me. (laughs) I'm like, we can't put Aaron Hicks back in. That's what Bader's here for. But all respect to Aaron Hicks rising to the occasion tonight. All respect to Aaron Hicks fighting through it, man. Maybe he sat down and he talked to uh, Giancarlo Stan. Maybe he got a word from Stan, who literally hears the boos and then responds and turns them into cheers. 47,346. 47,346 fans tonight at Yankee Stadium. And Aaron Hicks put on a show, made them cheer. In his last seven games, he has seven hits, two home runs, three RBI, a walk, He's batting 333. Can't be too mad at the guy. Making the most out of his opportunities late. And I'll say this. Some people thought Harrison Bader was a fourth outfielder when Jordan Montgomery got traded for him. That's why people, oh, you traded a starter for a fourth outfielder? I'm like, this guy's not a fourth outfielder. I'm like, Hicks is a fourth outfielder. That's playing every day. That's forced to be a starter. We need to get a starter so that Hicks can be a fourth outfielder. Now he really is. And he's more effective. And we've got a rookie infielder playing in the outfield in Oswaldo Cabrera that's been pretty solid as well. Going into the postseason, I don't know if Andrew Benintendi is going to be ready to go. So Hicks is going to be on that postseason roster. It is what it is. The Yankees traded for him. The Yankees paid him. And the Yankees are going to try and get some worth and value out of him down the stretch. He's not done here. It is what it is. Congratulations, Aaron Hicks, for getting out of the doghouse for a day. And rising to the occasion and shutting a lot of people up, myself included. I wasn't necessarily dogging the guy. I was dogging the Yankees. Like, come on. That's why I said, I'm like, this is malpractice. You're throwing him into this environment 
in the rivalry, I, I immediately got flashbacks of Clint Jackson Frazier when he was in right field against the Red Sox a few years back, and uh, he couldn't field the ball, and then he ducked the media post game. He didn't want to talk to the media post game. That was the start of his demise. It's rough. Premium series. There's a lot of people out there. I didn't want Aaron Hicks to, you know, have to go through it again. Last time he went through it on Jeter night, Boone had to pull him. I'm like, we, why do that again? It did not happen. It's a team game. And that's baseball. You don't know what's going to happen. The guy got it done. So call me up if you want to talk about Hicks. Call me up if you want to talk about Aaron Judge. I'm glad the focus has shifted away from Aaron Judge. Let's try and do that, right? If you're going to the game tomorrow, which is going to be a different vibe tomorrow, he'll probably do it. Not tomorrow. It's now Saturday. Today, if you're going to the game this afternoon, later today, it's probably going to be a different vibe because it's Saturday. It's more of a family day. It's during the day. It might not be as eerie or quiet. It probably will be. Everyone's still waiting on Judge. But I don't know. I feel like it's going to be a different vibe. Maybe he'll be able to do it. But these last few nights have been just like, oh, here it is. It's time. Everybody stand up. Everybody get your camera out. Up, oh, Get dead silent. Pitch. Ah. Oh. Pitch. Ah. Oh. Swing. Ah. Oh. <laughs> it's it's the most awkward situation. Uh, but we we all understand. It's history in the making. Everybody wants to see it. That's the time we're living in. This is not 1961. It's 2022 where there are people in Yankee Stadium that are there just to see Judge. They don't know much of anything else, but they want to get that TikTok of him hitting 61. It hasn't happened yet. Hopefully it happens later today. I'll be there. I'll see you there if you're going. Frank in Belmore. What's up, Frankie? How you doing? Hey, Keith. Uh, I thought of a few other things. Hopefully I can get them in. Thanks for taking a call. First, I'm 60, um, so I'm a little old, very old school. But I, I enjoy listening to you because you're really objective, and even if you have an opposite opinion of a caller, you, you listen and you, give, you, you have a lot of give and take with them. And, and I've heard you say, you know, hey, you know what? I haven't looked at it like that before. Yeah, you I don't know everything. I'm, I'm no smarter yeah. than anyone else. I'm, I'm yeah. a fan like everybody else is. That's what I say. Like, I'm a right, fanalist. You, I'm not an analyst that's on some type of pedestal. Like, I know baseball better than anyone else. We're talking about it. That's how it should be. Yeah, that's how it should be. And you don't get that a lot. So I appreciate it. And I just want to let you know. Um, yeah, uh, I, I think we're seeing a lot of little mental aspects of the game. I mean, Garrett Cole's stuff is as good as anybody's. And I think that that showed, a, like you used the word weak. And, and, you know, when you're a teammate of, of somebody like that and they act like that on the field, you don't really appreciate I mean, you'll always have his back, but, you know, there's something in the back of your mind saying, you know, you shouldn't act like that as a professional. But, hey, it is what it is. He yeah. had an explosion. Hopefully it's not a regular thing. Com- compose yourself. You'd like him to be a little more composed, especially yeah. when, when, when he failed. Yeah. I mean, I think the difference between him and Max, he had probably better stuff maybe than Max Scherzer at this point in his career, but the mentality is it's, it just seems like a little bit weak might be not be the word, but it seems like it might be. It just might be. I mean, um, even on his own team, look at the contrast. When Nestor right. pitched on Tuesday, he was smiling. He was even right. asking the ump, hey, where's that at? That was, that was inside? That was, that was low? That was down? Okay, right. okay. And then when he's not getting his calls, he's smiling, laughing it off, and he's coming back and competing, not letting it get to him. Right, right, exactly. And, and I think that transition into why I called. Like I said in the beginning, I'm as old school as they come born in 62, and but I really believe there should be age limits for umps. You know, when you hear, and basketball too, you hear, oh, the first thing the players have to do is find out how the refs are calling the game. <laughs> or this is a, this is a high strike zone ump, this is a low strike zone. The rules are the rules. I mean, 
just call the game the way you see it. And, and for myself and for a lot of my friends, when you're at 40 years old, your eyes are not the same. I don't understand how you could have 55, 60-year-old men, I'm 60, out there calling a game that one call could change an entire team's playoff run. They got to make their way up, you know, just like in business sometimes, right? Entry-level guys don't make it all the way up through the ranks. You got to put in your time. You got to have tenure. Uh, and a lot of these guys don't want to get out of those jobs. A lot of those guys don't want to give it up. They've been doing it so long. Like, we've seen guys that are terrible, like Angel Hernandez, just stay. You know, right. They're just in the game. And uh, I'm with you. They need to have they, they need to have some type of um, test, maybe age limit. And then these guys have to be held accountable. Like, you get suspended. If you have a game that is, is so bad and you call multiple strikes outside of the zone and it ends up costing a team a run, they have scorecards and stuff now, then you got you got to sit down for a week or something or you don't get to be behind home plate again for a month. Or, like, there has to be some type of penalty. And, yeah, must, I like that yeah. you use the basketball example, right? Because in the NBA, you, you see real early. I always see it with the Nets, with KD. He's always talking to these refs because he's trying to get a feel for what he can and can't do, how they're calling the game. But why is it different game to game? Yes, Network has a graphic this season where they show you, okay, this guy calls a lot of inside strikes. This ump right. is a pitcher-friendly ump. Yeah, yeah. And, like, yeah. we're tracking that stuff. Yeah, and that's the thing. The technology exposes it. So it's not good for the game, any of the games. Baseball, basketball, football, it's just not good because we have the technology to show immediately, hey, there's some made 12 <laughs> bad calls this game. I had a oh, take anyway. on MOB Network on off-base early in the season. We have a segment called Prove Me Wrong. And my Prove Me Wrong was... We will regret not having robo-umps this October, this postseason. Something is going to happen to skew a game, to throw a game off, and we're, we're going to remember it forever. And people are going to say, well, that wouldn't have happened if we had some type of technology, robo-ump, some type of system to prevent that. Right. Well, thank you, Keith. I really enjoy listening to you. Thank you very much, young man. Thank you. Thanks for the call, Frank. It's coming. And it's one of those things I, don't even, I won't even care to say I told you so. I won't even care to be like I was right. I've just been watching baseball long enough, and I haven't even been watching baseball that long. I've been watching long enough to understand that, you know, these guys behind, like, I, I wish we could take the ego out of it, right? Uh, one of the callers said, you know, these guys take a lot of razzing. They take a lot of barking. Yeah, from both sides, from both dugouts, from every batter, both both uh, managers, from the pitchers. From the, the catchers usually are quiet, but I get it. They're hearing it all day about their strike zone, all night about what calls they've missed. But we got to take the ego out of it, right? That's why I said, welcome to the ump show. Enjoy the ump show. I don't want to enjoy the ump show. It shouldn't be ego in calling a game. You're there to call the game. You're there to be an official. You're supposed to be, like, not seen. Game just went final in Oakland. Chris Bassett, former Oakland A. Mark Canna, former Oakland A. Go back with the Make It Happen Mets. And they made it happen tonight. Handling business, 9-2. to two. A grand slam from Eddie Esco. Eduardo Escobar has been playing really good since he's come back from the I.L. And he's a guy that told them that. He was struggling in the beginning, and he told the fans, like, you know, I'm going to make these fans happy at some point. I'm a 10-year vet. I'm a good ball player. I got to get it right, and I will. Now he's he's got his power bat. He's clutch. And the Mets look good. I'm looking at the Mets now, and I'm like, okay. <laughs> now this lead, let's see, the standings, now that they won, that lead is about to be two and a half. And there is a chance that if they handle business the rest of the way here before they face the Braves for three games, those three games may not matter. And I don't think they're going to go in and get swept. So Mets fans got to be feeling good about the chance to win the division. It looks scary at one point, but you need the division. In my humble opinion, 
The, the, the Mets need the division. They need that first round bye. They should be meeting the Dodgers in the NLCS. I would like to watch that. I would love to see that. Anywho, uh, other things, other things. Obviously, Albert Pujols, historic night. If you're just tuning in, Albert Pujols did it. Hopefully, Judge will do that tomorrow. Hit two, or tonight, today, later in the afternoon, 105. Hit, hit 61, is hit 62, and then we all just exhale. Like, all right, well, the rest is whatever it is. Albert, the machine, goes back to Chavez Ravine. 699, 700. Congratulations. One of the best baseball players we've ever seen. Without a doubt. And I hope he's clean. I think he was clean. He's big clean his whole career, right? Yeah. Albert, he's a guy that does it the right way. Everyone you hear talk about Albert talks about his prep, his routine, his workouts, how consistent he is. And that's how you get to 700 home runs. Awesome. On Apple TV. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? On Staten Island, Alex, you are on the fan. Hey, Keith, how's it going, man? Good to talk to you. Thanks for calling up. Appreciate it. Yeah, I appreciate you taking the call. Yeah, so um, way back in the day, back 2000, 2001, I actually caught, or my dad actually did rather, Pujols' one of his home run balls. It was, I looked it up one day and had the exact stat, the exact number, but it's, I think, like his 102nd, 103rd home run. It was uh, against the Braves at uh, the second Bush Stadium, uh, bottom of the eighth inning off John Smoltz. And uh, it was, uh, I've never, it was the hard bleacher seats back in the old Bush Stadium. They're not hard bleachers there anymore. Back in the day, yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah. But uh, it's funny saying back in the day like it was so long ago. But, but, <laughs> not uh, really. but uh, yeah, but I remember my dad just like diving, must have been three rows back and uh, just coming out of that, that pile with the ball. That was just something I was like seven years old. Uh, you know I'll what I love? Forget. Not to cut you off, because I'm envisioning that back then and now. Don't you love that Pujols did it in the Cardinals uniform, right? He d- And he did it in L.A. where he was last year. They picked him up as a little D.H., and, you know, he added to his total there with them. But he did it in the Cardinals uniform. He is a Cardinal. Like, that. that's great. Yeah, absolutely, you know. And it, it, it really is like storybook, and you don't get so many of those. It feels like uh, – those uh, storybook uh, endings anymore, but it really could not have ended any better way. 42 years old and getting number 700 in a Cardinal uniform, you know, it really couldn't have been any different than that. Baseball is amazing. How can you not be romantic about baseball? It's like there's so much predetermined destiny, and when it happens, it makes perfect sense, right? And we're like, yep, that's how it was scripted. Script writes itself. That, Yep, that's how it's supposed to go. And even with Judge coming up, I feel like it's about to happen. And we'll say, yep, there it is. That's how it's supposed to go. But everyone's pressing, right? Everyone's pressing right now. It'll, it'll get there. It'll happen. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It will. And love seeing a Darth Vader killing it there in center field. <laughs> Just what the doctor ordered. I've been waiting for uh, Cash to come through on that promise to upgrade center field. <laughs> it's been a long time coming, man. It's been a long time coming. But I appreciate you taking the call, Keith. Listen to you all the time. Enjoy the show. Have a great night, man. Thanks for the call, Alex. Hopefully you guys are enjoying your Friday nights wherever you are. If you're working, if you're home, if you're cracking a beer still, it's not too late. Bars are open until 2 a.m. People are still getting right. Shout out to the creatures. Some of the creatures are like, yo, we miss you after the games, man. After I'm like, I got I got to go to work, bros. Like, I know, it, you know, this whole week, they're right now they're winning every night. And the fans are spilling into the street and partying and partying. And, like, Friday night is the best vibe in the Bronx, like. They're probably right now dancing in the streets, turning up at Billy's, Twins, Stands. You know the vibes if you've been out there. It's unmatched, unrivaled.
immaculate vibes in the Bronx while the Yankees are winning. First place Yanks, getting it done. People came to see Judge, but you know what? They're still getting to see good baseball. They're still getting to see wins. They're still getting to see the first place New York Yankees fine-tuning and getting ready for the dance, getting ready for the tournament. I'm excited for it. This week feels like postseason energy, 47,000, right? There's been over 40,000 at every game this week. I think it went up uh, 40, then 46, and then down again to 43, and now back up to 47. That's a lot of people showing up. The traffic's been ridiculous. The lines have been ridiculous. And the games have been ridiculous, but we won them. We won them in different styles, different ways, even though, you know, 5-4 game, uh, back-to-back nights. I thought we were about to mess around and go extras tonight. Nope. Good. I'll take the win. A win is a win is a win. They're stacking wins. They're 92-58, and 58, and uh, they're overcoming, you know, some home runs by, uh, you know, Garrett Cole giving them up. They overcome his shortcomings, and that's what they're going to need to do. I guess that's the script. That's the plan, okay? If, if Cole is not an ace, we got to hit. And... He's going to throw, I don't know, 103 pitches, strike out eight, go six innings. And that's why people say he did well. He did some good things. But it's like, yeah, could do without the home runs. <laughs> could do without two hits costing us four runs. I know you can't necessarily control that, but, like, this guy can't control it that much. It seems like it's every other week, and if not back-to-back starts. I really don't even want to go look at his splits. Like I really don't want to look at his numbers because I've seen it with my eyes. And then when you look at the stats, man, the numbers don't lie. The numbers do not lie to you. So I don't even want to get into that. Anything else positive? Harrison Bader. Harrison Bader has been great. Uh, hopefully Rizzo is okay, and hopefully Bader is okay. Because when you saw the lineup, I was thinking, oh, rest? We're still doing the rest thing? Harrison Bader missed hella games. He's rested. This kid's itching to play, itching to steal bases and run around. His feet are fine. He's stomping out there, big stepper. He's having a good time. Pinstripes are not heavy at all. He's from New York. This is this is where he wanted to be. Good to have him. Good to have him. IKF. IKF made a great play today at short, going to his left, or going to his right. To the left if you were behind home plate when I was looking at it. And that's what IKF does, right? And then he comes back, he gets a hit, and, you know, it's the little things in between the lines that IKF does. They're not always loud, but... Uh, when he's solid, he's solid. Gets on base, a little hit, and uh, makes good plays defensively. Glaber, Glaber is important. He's very important. We all know that. Glaber is uh, vital to the Yankees, you know, not of the level of Garrett Cole, but he's vital to this lineup. You need him to be Glaber Torres. He has to be hitting, and he has been. He, he's hot. I hope he continues because Glaber is someone we've seen have postseason success. So if he's right right now, uh, let's hope he keeps this going. I think he will. Judge, you know, we're looking at Judge in the Triple Crown. I know we kind of shifted the conversation away from um, from Judge, but he's there. I don't think Bogarts uh, started today. So he's at 315, and Bogarts is still at 314. Triple Crown is still intact. Do you think it's strategy to rest Rizzo and Bader and then have them as options to kind of throw off Alex Cora and the Red Sox. I think I was talking to someone about that, like, because I was like, man, I wish Rizzo and Bader were playing. They're like, they're available. They're available. And not long after I said that Bader came in the game and it was like, see, maybe that was strategy. Maybe, you know, you don't start them. You think they're not out of the game. Then when you need them, 
You put them in the game, they come up clutch. It worked. It worked. The Yankees, they pressed the right buttons. Can't be mad. Can't be mad. They put Hicks in there. He played hero today. They put Bader in late. He did his thing. And uh, it's another win. Five in a row. Four is the magic number. And uh, looking for the AL East title. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. The Bronx Bombers. It is hot. It is far. It is gone. The home of Yankees baseball is WFAN. Yankees win. The Yankees The Fan on 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. Some new stop. No, I'm just kidding. Not about to hit the DMX on y'all. Keep McPherson on the fan. Checking some things out. More money. More money, more problems. So... The guy that uh, got the Albert Pujols ball, the 700, I think there's two. There's a guy that got 699 and then immediately um, <laughs> immediately 700 became more valuable. And Ben Ben Verlander, who I guess has people on the ground in L.A., he said, was just informed by a friend at Dodger Stadium that the guy that caught home run 700 from Albert Pujols is intending to keep it. He was approached, offers were presented, then he left the stadium with the ball. At least for now, he's holding on to that prized possession. Interesting. With all of the talk surrounding what would you do if you get the Albert Pujols ball? Uh, what would you do if you get the Aaron Judge ball? I think people have figured it out. You know, that kid that got the Judge 60 Babe Ruth ball that just gave it back. You heard the outcry of adults that were like, oh, what an idiot. He got nothing. He just gave it back. And, you know, what I said was he's young. He's a fan. He said, this is not mine to keep. It's not my accomplishment. Judge has done a lot for the organization. He was cool with a couple of picks and some merch and whatever. That's fine. To each his own. But uh, we'll see what comes of this 700 ball. I feel like I would do that, too. I, I, I arrived at that conclusion. I'm like, I need time to think about it. I've been in the bleachers the last few nights. I'm like, if this ball came here and I somehow got it, and then I somehow got out and escaped and was able to get all the way up the steps, what would my first move be? My first move would be to exit, to get in the car and drive away and come to WFAN and think about it and not make any moves, not make any negotiations, uh, give it some time. And they have these balls marked. They know how to track them down. They know if you have a fake ball or if that's not the real ball or not. So we'll see what happens with that. I'm interested to hear because now, um, you know, the person that gets the judge ball, which... Two nights ago, <laughs> that ball he hit the center. I'm like, oh, that's going to Yankee Stadium security and going right to Aaron Judge. Nobody gets it. And Kike Hernandez got it on the warning track. Back to the phones. We got plenty on the line, and uh, I want to get to you guys. I've got 90 minutes, and uh, you guys call, and you wait 90 minutes, and I don't want you to wait and not get on. Let's go to Mike in New Hyde Park on the fan. What's up, Mike? Hey, Keith. How's it going? All right, all right. Another win. Content with that. <laughs> 
Well, that's a good segue because uh, I'm going to talk about how unimportant winning was tonight. You know, put your put yourself in the shoes of uh, somebody that paid thousands of dollars on StubHub, and you're sitting there in the eighth inning, and Trevino gets that hit. I would be really pissed. To be <laughs> totally <are>. honest. <laughs> you know, you paid all that money. You're there to see uh, history, a historic at bat, and you know, fans were cheering. I got to be honest. I would have been booing. I would have been devastated. Right? You just lost a chance to see another at bat. I don't know. It just doesn't seem like the announcers. The, the fans even were cheering because the um, they they were happy that, that it wouldn't happen on Apple over. TV in the you stadium. Get that lineup turned <laughs> over, you know. No, nah, I'll say this. Uh, I said it in my open. I'm like, you know, Jose Trevino dreamed of this hit, dreamed of a packed house in Yankee Stadium with the chance to take the lead and make sure that That's the game the ends and Aaron Judge doesn't have an at bat. No, he didn't it's dream of that. Absolute worst outcome, you know. Um, so I don't know. I got some people on Twitter that were saying, "Oh, you got to focus on winning and the division." I mean, come on, it's a 99% chance of winning the division. At that point, you know, it's about Judge. It's about turning the lineup over is literally the most important priority at the moment. That's and that's we, how we I live to fight another day. Got two more games, <laughs> split the series, and I think like I said the vibe changes when it's a day game, Saturday, Sunday, more of a family vibe. You know, when there's kids in the building, there's less grown men and adults in the building uh filming judge and standing up and getting quiet every pitch. You know, I, I hope he's a little more relaxed. I hope the pitchers are more relaxed. They throw the ball in the zone. Like, come on, Alex Cora, you said you were going to challenge this guy. Where are the strikes at? No, you're right. You're right. It's going to be a different vibe, and, and maybe it won't be people focused on seeing history and just actually there for the love of the game and to see the Yankees win. Maybe I'm, I'm looking at it too too narrow-mindedly. Yeah, you know? I think we all um, are, man. It's been an interesting week. It's weird. It's been awkward in there. Uh, I think we all need to shift. That's why I'm like, okay, at least we got Garrett Cole to talk about, Aaron Hicks to talk about, uh, Trevino, IKF, Glaber, Bader. Good, because all of this focus on Judge, you know, one man, That's it's a lot on this guy's back right now. He's going to do it. We, we've we seen him. We know how easily he hits home runs. He's going to do it. But uh, every at-bat is so strange. Uh, you know, luckily yeah. he's the type that blocks it out. He's super focused. He's hyper-focused where – it's already quiet for him. I don't think it's that much different. But for me in the stadium, I'm laughing. I'm like, come on, somebody make some noise. <laughs> well, let me ask you. I got to put it to you. It, when when we, we got the go-ahead run there, were you did you think about that? Like, oh, man, we lost a chance to see Judge, or were you happy to get the go-ahead run? No, I was like, oh, that's my cue to leave. I got to go to work. <laughs> I, well, I, keep, up, and, keep up the good work. Yeah, and, I, and I, I literally hit the door. I'm like, okay, good. That should be a win. And I'm, I'm listening on my headphones on the way out. I get in the car. And I and I hear Yankees win. I hear John call it good. I'm and I'm crossing over the McCombs Dam Bridge. I'm out of there. <laughs> well done, well done. Well, have a great night, Keith. I appreciate your uh, input, and uh, you know, let's hope he does it in the next few days. He will. Thanks for the call, Mike. We just got to shift the focus and attention away. It's been four days. It's been longer than four days. It's been a whole week plus, right? When he hit two in Milwaukee to get to 59, it was like, oh man, here it comes. He might hit two on Tuesday. Okay, he got one. And it's like, okay, 61, 61. And the media hype, you know, I was in the media area a bunch this week, and I saw there's extra cameras, extra coverage, extra national media, local media, everybody's sending someone to cover this historic moment. And it hasn't happened yet. And baseball is kind of weird like that, but great like that. That's why I love baseball, right? You can't predict baseball. That's baseball, Susan. You, you can't just assume that, okay, he's going to do it now. He's had plenty of bats of at bats since 60. He's going to get there. 
But uh, I know we set a, a weird vibe. So, you know, if it doesn't happen in Yankee Stadium, so be it. But I think it will. I think it happens this weekend because, like I said, the energy is different on Saturday and Sunday. I'll see y'all in there later today. But uh, if he doesn't do it tomorrow during the day, it's actually a night game on Sunday. Sunday night baseball, probably you know, probably going to feel like it felt tonight. And then watch he does it in the Rogers Center and none of us get to see it. <laughs> or none of us get to see it with our own eyes, right? Are they going to send the Maris family to Toronto? Did Toronto end that ban? They're about to, they're, or uh, not ban, that mandate? They're about to. I think I read something about that. It's funny. Remember we were talking about Ben Benintendi and Ben Benintendi being unvaccinated and, oh, we can't get Ben Benintendi here. Will he get vaccinated? And he did get vaccinated for these three games in Toronto and he's not healthy for them. <laughs> going to Vegas. Viva Las Vegas. It's Christian on the fan. Hey, what's going on, Keith? How's it going, man? Pretty good. Pretty good. How are you? Good. Um, I just wanted to talk about something that you already brought up and it was regarding the atmosphere and the media attention at the stadium. So I understand everybody's there to watch judge hit 61 and possibly 62. And I really believe he is going to get it at Yankee stadium this weekend, but I just can't help but think that with everybody coming into the stadium, packing the place with the media coverage that they're getting from Fox sports, from Apple TV for on, you know, they're going to be on ESPN. Sunday night on ESPN. Yep. Um, Fox. And what's going on is that our guys are hitting. Glaber's getting right. Uh, Bader's incredible. And I just can't help but think that this is a perfect thing to happen right before you know the playoffs it is. start. All week I've been right. saying, hey, it's a packed house. And these guys are baseball players. They love to play in front of people. Jeter in the, the captain doc said he felt like he was on Broadway in Yankee Stadium. He loved when people came to the stadium. He loved when celebrities... And important people in New York chose to spend their night at Yankee Stadium and watch him. And he played his best with people in the house. And, you know, I felt like that with Oswaldo. I'm like, look at this kid. He likes this crowd. He's turned up. Oh, Glaber Torres likes this crowd. Two home runs in an inning. Glaber's having a great week because it's like, hey, I want some attention too. Even Aaron Hicks tonight. I was scared for Aaron Hicks. I thought he was going to fail. thought they were going to boo him out of there. I thought he was going to drop a ball or strike out. I think he did strike out. But he exceeded tonight he succeeded he exceeded expectations he rose to the occasion because right so there's something in these guys they're athletes they're professional athletes they're wired that way you know it's fight or flight um i love it it's a weird experience for fans for the team with all this attention around judge but with all this attention around judge has given other guys an opportunity harrison bader what a great week for him to debut all of this, all this attention on Judge 61, Harrison Bader's like, hey, I can play, and I quickly want you guys to forget about this Jordan Montgomery trade, and I quickly want to make an impression on you where you know I'm a dude. I'm a guy out here. Exactly. And, hey, regarding what you said about the stars aligning, maybe, you know, the baseball gods want Judge to hit 61 with Michael K on the call tomorrow. <laughs> I said that. I'm like, it didn't even happen on Apple TV. All of that for what? It didn't even happen, and... uh Michael K will be on the call tomorrow. I thought it was on Fox tomorrow. It may be. I don't know. I thought I thought these weekend games were nationally televised. No, it's on Yes tomorrow, and it's and I think they're doing like MLB Network look-ins, and then Sunday it's ESPN Sunday Night Baseball, and K will be on the call with Alex Rodriguez, K Rod. Mm-hmm. Hey, and uh, just one last thing. I don't want to switch the uh, the topic of baseball or anything, but let's go Cowboys. 
Oh, man, he done did it. Thanks for the call, Christian. (laughs) I'm definitely pulling up Monday for Monday night, for Monday night football. Cowboys, Giants. The Cowboys had swept the Giants for like, I don't know, two, three years. I think it was like six, seven wins in a row. The whiteout is happening. I don't know how I feel about that. I'm not a Giants fan. I grew up a Cowboys fan. But at this point, I'm telling you, I really don't care. (laughs) Like, I really don't care who wins the game. I just want to see the environment, see the atmosphere, hearing the atmosphere on TV. You know, watching the game last week, I'm like, Giants Stadium is alive. The first NFL stadium I ever went to was Giants Stadium when I was like 11 or 12. And uh, it seemed like Giants Stadium of old. The fans were turned up. You know, they were a little disappointed with the team and the offense, but they were still behind them, and they got a win, and they were excited for it. And now the whole world will get to see Monday night. It will be the only football game on, Cowboys versus Giants, right in the great state of New Jersey, like 15, 20 minutes from my crib. I got to go. I got to go. I got to go. And, yeah, I'm going to wear my Cowboys stuff because that's the side I've always been on. Front runner, bandwagon kid, no guidance, nobody to tell me right from wrong. I just watched the TV. They were winning, and I said, I want to be a winner. That's America's team. How about them Cowboys? <laughs> I don't care. It's going to be fun. I want to see what the tailgates are looking like. Uh, I want to see what the energy is like. And if the Giants win, then I'll be right about what I said. I thought that they could go 4-0. I said those first four games in the season are very winnable games. I said that before Dak got hurt. And if you're fooled with this Cooper Rush character with this talk that Jerry Jones put out there saying he wishes that he plays as well as Dak to create some type of quarterback controversy talking about when Dak came in and uh, took over for Romo and they didn't expect Dak to play that well Cooper Rush is a game manager I mean he's someone asked if if he's better than Daniel Jones or if Daniel Jones is better than him I'm like I don't know it's a toss-up Cooper Rush is not going to be the guy to beat you Michael Michael Parsons might be the guy to beat you but they've got some guys to handle him they've got some uh Big hog mollies up front to handle him. I'm excited for that game. I'm excited for football Sunday and then uh, Monday night football right here. Cowboys, Giants, everybody watching. I was at the Odell Beckham Jr. catch game. That was crazy. And then Dez had the winning catch and everybody forgot about it. It was all about that catch that Odell Beckham had. And if you saw the game last night, the Thursday night football game, George Pickens had a one-handed catch That's better than Odell's one-handed catch. I feel like we don't talk about Odell's one-handed catch anymore. George Pickens just topped that. It wasn't in the end zone, but like concentration, body control, grab skills. George Pickens is a dog. Anywho, back to baseball. Baseball night in New York every night in New York. The Yankees win again. And the Yankees organization wins again. They did not expect this week to be sold out like this. Maybe. Maybe in August, the one homestand in August averaged 43,000 people, but that's the summer. I don't think they were expecting 43,000, and the average is probably higher than that. It's probably like 44, 45 uh, for this week. The Yankees weren't expecting that, but Aaron Judge, being Aaron Judge, betting on himself, chasing his history, chasing a triple crown, it's bringing people in. So we don't want to hear anything about they don't have enough money to pay for Judge. Blank check. You've already made a ton of money off this guy's back. Pay that man everything that he's worth. My guy, Jimmy in Jersey City, five oh, wins in a row. How you feeling? My man, Keith, how you doing, brother? You give me a couple minutes. All good, you know? Like I, I keep telling you, we're just getting stronger and stronger. I told you, 
weeks ago, we'll be that team that we once were, how we started off. So I'm not worried one thing about that. So we're strong, brother. We're only getting stronger. And Mr. Hicks, thank you for having a good night. But I know every now and then a squirrel will find a nut, but I hope you keep it up <laughs> for the time you're in there. But, uh, hey, Keith, I'm glad that Boston uh, Celtics took some heat off our Brooklyn Nets. Oh. Hey, what's that, well, hey, what's that head coach's name? Ime Udoka. No, no, you may, you dummy. <laughs> Big you know, dummy. You, you, know what his, you know what his wife's new maiden name is? Nia Long? Nia Long gone. <laughs> yeah, she is long gone. Long he, gone. He, he fumbled guy, the whole he, everything. Yeah, Terrible. Well, I've been well, trying hey, not to talk about it. I feel yeah, bad for the dude. He, he used man, to be with I'm the Nets. He, two, know, two seasons ago, he was sitting in Brooklyn on the bench next to Steve Nash. I know. I feel bad for the guy, you know like you said, we don't know the whole truth, whatever. But hey, I don't judge another man's home. What goes on? What white white yep. people do things? None of my so, business. You know None of my and business. We don't we don't know what happened. So anyway, but he took he took some heat off the Brooklyn Nets. Yep, media day won't be so awkward for the Nets. <laughs> be awkward right. for the Celtics. Hey, you were talking about Gary Cole with the home runs. I, I give I give him a little bit of a pass only because uh, remember half of those probably came in Yankee Stadium. I know we gave them up, but, you know, in playoffs, hopefully we're I was going to say, we're going to be playing in Yankee Stadium uh, well, well, we will, but hopefully, you know, the other games, you know. Hopefully. We'll, we'll Fingers games, crossed. You know. I'm going to wear my pajamas inside out. I'm going to say 30-minute prayer for Garrett Cole. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I had your back the other night when, uh, uh, what's it called? Sal came up. He had a starting show, but I had to disagree, disagree with Keith about football being bigger in, in the New York area. And I said, Sal. Well, he's got a point there, you know. I'm, I'm a big football guy, too. I mean, I love baseball, too. But, you know, uh, when you go to the parades, when the Giants win the, and the Yankees win, the parades are the same amount of people. Yep. So those, those are football fans and those are baseball fans. If the so. teams were better, we'd be able to see it better. If the team played in New York, we'd be able to see it. Uh, I think that this is the capital of baseball. I've said that. This is the mecca, you know, having two top baseball teams. But football is huge here, too. Yeah, They're just, Keith, we like just I, haven't had success. Keith, in football, right, where – what baseball games do you and your friends? What, what, when do the bars get packed for baseball games? Never. Never. They're packed, they're Every packed for Sunday they're, games. they're packed for well, the Jets games. to win three games a year. <laughs> well, that's why I'm glad I'm a Dolphins fan. Uh, but yeah, they not, don't win that much either. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, you're going you're gonna to see the big win this weekend when they beat Buffalo. And that's when two is going to really get praised. No, nah, they're not. They're going to get smacked by the nah, Bills. I'm sorry to break Keith, that to you. The if Bills I, are if, for I, real. If, I, if and when I do run into because I will run into you one day in Jersey City. I mean, I'll see you somewhere. I, I, I know who you are. I know what you look like. We will. I will. I, you will buy me dinner because you're going to say, Jimmy, you <laughs> Sure. <laughs> Sounds like a plan. Yeah. Thanks for the call, Jimmy. We got to break this down. Tell us about the receipts you are keeping. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. <laughs> Do not call us up with your receipts. Please throw out those Jets receipts. Forget all about that. It's in the past. We need the Jets to beat the Bengals again. And they can. The Bengals are 0-2. The Dallas Cowboys just beat the Bengals. Why can't the Jets? Building off of the miracle they had last week. Can't expect it to be a miracle again. They got to just beat them early. Compete. I think they can. I think they can. I know Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase and Joe Mixon and those guys are going to be trying to score. They're probably thinking about last year coming to the Meadowlands and uh, losing to Mike White. They probably have redemption and revenge on their mind, but J-E-T-S, come on. Come on, Jets. No receipts. That's in the past. That's done.
That same week, the Jets went and won a game that they would lose nine times out of ten. And now they have the Bengals coming to town, and uh, last time the Bengals played here, they weren't having any fun. So maybe they can get them again. We want to be talking about that on Monday. Throw out those receipts with Rob Sala. He's working on something, and they have some talent. You're, you're seeing the Jets have some guys. They look a little different now. They've got some young guys that are making plays. Joe Flacco, I give him some credit. He's a statue, but he can still throw it. And he can still make his reads. He can still get the ball there. He's not as fast and uh, sharp as he used to be, but he never was fast and sharp, you know? He's an old man, but he's been in the game a while. He, he's still got enough, enough to get them to where they need to be when Zach Wilson is ready, which is coming up soon. This is week three. They said Zach could be ready week four. And if you saw Pittsburgh last night, it could be Zach Wilson versus Kenny Pickett in week four. That's what I want to see. Shout out to my guy, Kenny. Somebody hit me on Twitter last night, and they were like, yo, your boy Kenny is playing. And I'm like panicking at the stadium <laughs> on my MacBook in the media area trying to get Amazon up, asking my wife, well, yo, what's the login for Amazon Prime? I don't have it on my MacBook. All right, bet. I'm in. Okay. And then I checked the, the stats. I'm like, he hasn't entered the game. He's like, oh, I thought he was starting. I'm like, no, nah, that's, that's a rumor. He's not actually starting. A rumor, and it's been... Steelers fans were chanting, Kenny, Kenny, when the Patriots went in there and beat him. Because Kenny is already a legend in P-Town. And he's a legend in O-Town, my town, Ocean Township. Kenny Pickett is the future for the Steelers. It's just a matter of time. Mitchell Trubisky is mid. He's not it. He might not be that much better than Daniel Jones either. Kenny Pickett is young, but once he gets in there and gets going, he's a competitor. Kenny Two Gloves. Kenny Heisman, Kenny Football, Kenny Pickett's going to lead the Steelers. And don't be surprised when you see me walking around with that black and yellow, black and yellow. I'll be a Steelers fan. Why? Because a young man that played quarterback after I played quarterback at my high school actually did it. Went to the league. Went number one overall to the Steelers. And he's about to be their quarterback, hopefully, for a decade plus. Kenny Pickett, look out for him. Number eight on the Steelers. Waiting in the wings behind Mitchell Trubisky. Back to the phones. What's up, John? Smithtown on the fan, talking Yanks. Hey, Keith. Uh, this is my first time calling you. I just want to let you know the first night that you started was like literally the, the best night on radio I've listened to in a long time. So oh, I, I thought I sucked. You know, Thank you. <laughs> you, know, you did was, a great job. I was wild and nervous did. and didn't really know how to approach it and – you know, everybody talked about big shoes to fill, and I'm like, I can't fill Steve Summer's shoes. I'm I'm not that dude, man. I'm coming in. This is my first radio gig, but thank you for saying that. No, yeah, it, it was. It's been great ever since. You're doing a great job, and just keep it up. Thank you. Um, okay, so Boone said the other day that he wasn't sure about you know whether Benny and Carpenter and you know DJ were all going to be ready for the playoffs or not, but Saying, you know, just say that they are ready. What is your best lineup? Like, with, you know, just say everybody's available, who who would you play? Because there's a couple, you know, question marks on, on, on which guy would, you know, be the, the playoff guy. You know, it's just... Before I give my, I guess, you know, guess at the lineup, I'll say this. I hope that these guys are, you know, playing chess and not checkers. I hope that they're playing with the media and not really telling the media who's ready because there's such a short amount of time here 
where they could just say, oh, yeah, we're not going to have them, we're not going to have them. And if the, the Yankees do what they're supposed to do, which they're going to, win the division and get that first round by, that is a week to rest up, to ice up, to rehab, and then you you can see the postseason roster and it has Benintendi on it, it has Carpenter on it, it has DJ on it, and it's like, whoa, we're feeling like we're full strength going into the dance. And if so, if we are full strength, I think you got to start DJ, right? You you paid him six years, $90 million, and he's a guy with experience that is supposed to be one of the leaders on the team, but where do you play him? Who do you take out? They're not going to take out Glaber. Glaber's been going good, and he can only play second. They're going to take out Donaldson. I, I I had wanted that a couple weeks back when Donaldson was barking at, who was it, Jeffrey Springs from Tampa, like, throw your fastball, throw your fastball. I'm like, stop, dude. You're, you're doing too much barking, and you're not doing enough producing. But now he's producing. And he's been playing good at third base. And they're batting him clean up. And they're paying him $23 million, $25 million, whatever it is. And they're going to try and get their money's worth out of him. So I think DJ might be a uh, pinch hitter or defense, defensive replacement or, you know, just be an option off the bench along with Matt Carpenter. Matt Carpenter is not a guy I expect to see play the field. He did a little bit while we had some injuries, while the team was what it was. But he's going to be a lefty bat option late in the game, pinch hit as well. Uh, Benintendi, you would love to see that outfield be Benintendi, Bader, Judge, and the young man Oswaldo Cabrera could also be someone that gets thrown in as a spark plug, but he's young. You you wouldn't mind seeing him not have to be in the postseason right away, right, because uh, it's high stakes, and he's never yeah. been there. So uh, we'll see what happens when these guys come back. They've been running the lineup of, of Judge, Rizzo, Glaber, Donaldson, Stanton, I guess that would change, you know, Cabrera would come out, Benintendi would come in, and I would, I don't, I'm not sure where they would bat Benintendi. Maybe they would bat him sixth, uh, and then Bader seventh, Isaiah Conor-Falefa eighth, and uh, Jose Trevino ninth. Sounds good to me. Yeah, it's just, I, I was just, you know, having talks with my friends back and forth, and, you know, some, some of them actually were, you know, talking about Cabrera, you know, staying in over over Benatendi, and I'm just—it's like they're not going to do that. And he's been great. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, but he's young. He's a kid. They're gonna—they're gonna, they're gonna yeah. have kid gloves with him in October unless they absolutely need him to go. Unless they absolutely need him to go. I don't. I don't. I don't know. I think if Benintendi is ready, but I also don't don't think Benintendi's ready because they said that injury took a month. So like, yeah. if he was healed up in a month, we'll we'll see. If they say that like they got X-rays on him next week. And he is healed up, and he's able to pick up a bat and start swinging the first week of October. Then maybe, but uh, I don't know. I, I think they're not banking on him. All right, all right. Thanks for taking my call, man. Just keep doing a great job. All right. Thanks for the call, John. But like I said, maybe they are playing with us all. Maybe they're playing with the media. Maybe they are not showing their hand. Maybe they are rehabbing these guys. These guys are, you know, resting. I don't know. Don't they have these like hyperbaric chambers for these guys to like sleep in and uh, accelerate the recovery of their bones and healing? I don't know. Didn't the Yankees fire their whole medical staff and get new trainers and new people in there after they led the league in IL stints in 2019 and then followed that up in 2020? They, they, they made some heads roll. They got some new people in there. And that's when this rest started kicking in, right? This rest above all. Just like you saw tonight. Rizzo... Had some issues. He came back. Rest him. He's got to get some rest. Bader was in a boot. He came back. Rest him. But Bader's itching over there. Like, yo, I got to steal a base. Got to steal a base for this crowd. Get him in. He does. 
the Yankees have arguably the best lineup that they've had going into the postseason. They have arguably the best pitching that they've had going into the postseason. It's just how to deploy these guys, where to put them, who to pitch where and when. Come on, Boone and Cash and the analytics club and whoever else uh, helps figure out the lineup and who's going to pitch, uh, who's going to come in in what inning and all of that stuff. Fingers crossed for the best. Fingers crossed for the best. Andy in Torrington, Connecticut. What's up, Andy? Hey, Keith. Thanks for taking my call. I haven't talked to you in a while. Um, I want to talk about Cole and the home runs and how he gets so easily rattled. So the home runs, I mean, at this point, it is what it is. We got to expect that's going to happen the rest of the year. This is not a thing he's going through. Um, but Maybe forever. Maybe next year and the year after. <laughs> right. Sometimes when you supply the power, they go out. Yep. Um, when he gets rattled, like, remember the Billy Crystal thing? I think another one yep. was a rain out. It was cold um, now in Detroit. He gets the or the call, he can't he can't refocus. Yup, he got rattled in Tampa. He didn't get a call in like G Man Choi or something, and ended up blowing the inning. Yep. Oh, they uh, in Anaheim with Shohei, he looked like he wanted to cry. He got in a situation where he had to throw Shohei a strike. He looked like he wanted to cry. He throws him a strike. Shohei hits the ball out of the park to win the game. Yeah, I remember. It happens time and again. It, it's definitely a pattern with him. Um, they got to send a catcher out to settle him down. I know you're burning one of those, but they got to do something. The pitching coach visits something. Yeah, but it's, I mean, it's Garrett Cole, right? He's he's a veteran. He's got a big he contract. Be able to do it himself. He's got a big price tag. Yes, come on, you're a big boy. Your phrase is pressure is a privilege. Rise to the occasion. Thanks for the call, Andy. We have to go to break. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.